Toad, this is Dr. Walter Aka. Dr. Kyle Dumpert. And Dr. Gary Dennis. I think we're going to do Asalaamu Alaikum. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's good. That's good. We're going to, we're going to stick with that. Um, let's just talk about, before we actually started hitting record, uh, Dr. Dumpert, let's, let's talk about COVID and, and your area. Okay. All um, right. You, you mentioned the fact that you guys are now getting tested more in that area. Right. So, so you, uh, I'm in rural, rural Pennsylvania. So trying to find testing, uh, for COVID this whole pandemic has been Unless you're showing symptoms, most physicians wouldn't want to order a test for you. If you're going in and you think, oh, I, I might have been exposed, uh, I, I'd like to get a test. A lot of the physicians would say, uh, you know, stay at home, quarantine, but there, there's no need to test you until there's symptoms. Now, our area is finally getting tests where they're setting up at the high school doing uh, free drive through testing. And obviously numbers are going up because more people are, have the ability to get tested mm -hmm. and much all of Pennsylvania is showing record positive cases, much like I, I think the rest of the country is yeah. aside from a couple of States. But uh, what do you guys think about uh, increased numbers? Do they, are they scaring you? Do they bother you? Do they, uh, is it something you're not concerned about? What, what are your, what are your thoughts? Oh. I'll, I'll let I'll let Walter think. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that, that deep uh, side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you I know, think so, he needs to gather his thoughts real quick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So for me, it's like I've been doing the same thing for so long now that I don't plan on changing anything. Right. Mm -hmm. There was a spike in March, April, May. I did exactly the same thing. I'm still double masking, wear my gown. I don't go out. I don't do much of anything. Like this is my new life now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, so am I scared? No, I was actually more nervous in March when I had no right. idea what was going on. Now I know what's go what's going on, and I know the stupidity of a lot of people. So therefore, I'm less nervous <laughs> because I already know people are are not really they don't really care too much about anybody else but themselves. Right. I, and I, I'm saying that not to be mean or anything, but it's like, if it doesn't affect you, it almost seems like it doesn't exist to a lot of people. And I don't right. think that's right, but guess what? This is the mentality a lot of people have. So therefore I'm not changing anything. My mindset is still the same. You care, could care less about me. I'm going to focus on taking care of myself and my family and so forth. And that's it. You know, so nothing is going to change for me. You know, and I personally don't even think after the vaccine, I'm going to stop double masking for a while. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, remember when the AIDS epidemic was happening in the eighties and stuff like that, people were wearing gloves and, 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 you know, dentists weren't just going in there barehanded in people's mouth anymore. We right. didn't stop wearing gloves. <laughs> we're still wearing gloves. You know what I mean? And, and so for me, I don't think I'm going to change too much, uh, even after the vaccine, but Dr. Dennis, well, go ahead. Well, the, 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 there's nothing, there's no data currently to show that the vaccine will prevent the spread of coronavirus. Right, right. The only data they have is that it will reduce the symptoms. And, and, and help okay. you recover yeah. faster. Yeah, so they don't know that, like, if you get the vaccine, it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have coronavirus and can't spread coronavirus. They right. just know that you're probably not going to get that sick. Right. All right, you, you brought up the vaccine. We're all healthcare workers, essential workers. Uh -huh. well, well, let me answer your question first. Oh yeah, he wants to answer. All right, so for me, um, I, I'm not like I'm not worried. I'm worried for 
America. I'm worried society. For, <laughs> I'm worried for the guy when I go, like for instance, I went to to Lowe's to get a Christmas tree yesterday, right? Beautiful. And I, I'm in Lowe's, and half the people in there are wearing their masks below their nose. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> well, Gary, I'm, not, I'm not worried for me. I'm worried for them. But Gary, that's yeah. been the case since March. Let's be honest. People, I, I, I know, still see that like, stuff, but, and it irritates but, me. Like every time I turn on CNN, like you know, there's what there's 270,000 dead people, and they're like, by February it's going to be 400,000. You know, right. like so I'm worried about the the guy or with the the mask below his nose like that might be one of the people dead in the next couple months true yeah you know so like that's that's what worries me like i'm taking universal precautions so you know i look at everybody like hey you have covid i don't i don't want your covid (laughs) and i and and i i do that everywhere i go right um so 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 you're not nervous then I'm, no, I'm not nervous for me. I'm nervous for for them. Right. But I, I mean, I, I, you know. But again, um, I mean, I know a mask isn't a hundred percent way of preventing you from catching coronavirus. So I mean, from that aspect, you know, that worries me. But again, like I'm, that's my situation every day when I'm at work. Right. You're, so you're doing your part as so, much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. So and I know that like I've been tested and mm-hmm. and I don't have it. Right, right now. Well, yeah, since your last <laughs> test, you don't know what happened the day after yeah. the day after yeah. that. Yes, exactly. I, I will tell you, I was in an office this week, and some guy. There's an urgent care two doors down, right? Some guy walks in. Uh, he's a Spanish speaker. I did. I didn't know he was Spanish speaking. Uh, he just looked like another black guy to me. Like I'm a black guy. Like okay, you know, looks. He looked American to me. Wait a minute. So. <laughs> You know, there's there's so many you know, wrong so there's so many the things office. wrong with that statement, but let's go ahead. <laughs> you know, let's fast he forward. He walks in the office and he and he doesn't have a mask on, um, and he, he's asking for coronavirus testing, right? Without a mask on, yeah. right? Yeah, nice, nice. And I'm like yelling at him, like, put on your mask. Put on your mask. <laughs> hey, what, you know, what was I, it, what was his response? I no, Pablo. <laughs> English. There it is. And I was like, and I was like, and then I pointed to my face because I have my mask on. And he was like, oh. And then I pointed to the door. There's a big, even though it's written in English, there's a big ass picture of a mask on the door. And I'm like, why would you go into a place without a mask on and ask for a coronavirus test? Right. That doesn't right. make any sense. It makes no sense. So I'm worried for people like that. <laughs> well, now the whole office. <laughs> and yeah, and the, and the people at the front desk in the office and everything. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, okay, but, um, let me let me ask you guys it. this question. Okay, so um, you know, we we we've learned as time has gone by that um the air particles, right? The the um aerosols last a lot longer in an unventilated indoor air. Mm-hmm. The question I have for you guys is, do you guys eat lunch or eat indoors in your office? Hell no. It's cold up here. What, are you, what am I going <laughs> to do? Go sit listen, outside I'm, in the I'm cold? Asking, go, sit, go, get, go sit in your car. Listen, eat, I no. eat my car. Yes, I eat my car too. But I'm asking you guys this because, you know, these are things that I've, uh, I've, I've thought about, right? Um, 
for me, I've been like, okay, you know, like you said, Kyle, it's starting it's starting to get a little chilly down here as well. So it's making it e- it's making it harder for me to just go outside and sit on a little uh, bench or something like that and, and, and grab a quick bite. Uh, you, you guys have that bougie uh, specialist lifestyle where you have an hour to sit down and get something to eat. I'm I, I'm lucky if I get five minutes. To I, see, that's actually not true. That's actually not true. I don't have a lunch. I don't he's get a lunch. Yeah, I don't. He's the master. Yeah, I don't. I don't get a lunch. I get. I get a power bar. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah you, you're what talking you to the wrong to the wrong bougie specialist. <laughs> I, I, the office I was in uh, on Friday, um, I I <laughs> uh, I was like, "Where is everybody?" And I went around the corner, and then of course there's like. Four assistants eating in the break room with each other. Yeah, and I, like, and I was just like, these people have lost their minds. <laughs> like, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> I was like, this is a super spreader event. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right here. Well, so right there, Gary, you just said something that's kind of funny. So you you told us initially you're not nervous or scared, but then you see a super spreader event, aka four people having lunch, and you go and freak out on them. So technically, you no, might be. I didn't free- say anything. I just shook my head and I was like, I'm not going in there. So you might be. You might be nervous. You might be nervous. I was like, I got my respirator. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> of course, I told my assistant, "Don't go in there. <laughs> you can't go in there. <laughs> You're working with me. You can't go in there." Okay. I I look at my so when I'm at home, when I'm around my family, mm-hmm. there I'm not wearing a mask, right. and I assume you guys aren't either. Yes. Uh, I in my small town rural office, I look at my staff as my family also. And they were starting to get lax about when we're having staff meetings. Some of them aren't wearing masks. Some are wearing masks. And with numbers going up, i telling them, you guys need to wear masks at the office all times when, when we're just around each other, when there's no patients in here. But, I mean, I have a small break room. It's the logistics of the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all going to sit in there and eat lunch together. So it's, it, it's a hard situation to figure out. Well, you could oh, stare yeah. at their lunch. Yeah, you could. Well, here's another thing too. Um, I so, for example, right? If if it was us three, right? And I trusted that. And again, you know, I'm saying this hypothetically, but I trusted that you guys are also taking precautions. It's like there's nothing more you can really do but take precautions. Don't do the whole large gathering. Don't you know wear your mask and all that stuff. Like, I, I would feel a little bit more comfortable around you guys in some random person that you know just went came from like a big party and stuff like that i just think that right. there are select people that you could be like okay i bet you they're taking the same precaution because you know gary's crazy so i assume that he's <laughs> taking as much precautions as possible so if gary were around me you know what i mean i would be like okay well i trust him a little bit more does that make sense okay. well I and that, that's that's how i look at it you know when it comes I, to that but i i get what you're saying kyle look i i trust you both very much as well mm-hmm. but at the same time if we were all in the same room mm-hmm. like within six feet of each other and you don't have a mask on i'm gonna look at you like you're fucking crazy <laughs> so no I'm but, 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 but in the end so, it's like you still went aware you know what i mean i get what you're saying gary so I do. does it have to get to the point where we as healthcare providers or anybody else should be getting daily testing 
Is that the only way to feel comfortable <clears throat> around people? I don't necessarily or... think it should be daily, but I think I think probably um and um Trey mentioned this. Uh Dr. Scott. He I think he said he gets tested once a month. Okay, what about the other twenty nine days? Right, yeah, that doesn't really month? change much I mean, of anything because I mean, you could be in a I mean what if what if he was in the uh, uh end of the fourteen where he basically doesn't show any symptoms or anything? Well no, well I think he does the um I think now he does the uh what is that the, the antibody testing. Yeah, okay. so I, I, I bought a bunch of antibody tests. I test myself every week for an antibody test. But oh, wow, okay. There's, there, there's a, it's more for my own peace of mind because I don't want to be that person that has it, has no symptoms, no idea that I have it, and I'm working on people, spreading it to people. I, I don't want to be that person. Where, yeah. where, how did you get the antibody tested? Uh, you can get it through... Uh, I got it through my practice consultants. They they somehow they were they're a national brand fortune management. Um so I bought some through them initially when this all started happening. Mm-hmm. Uh I've seen them for sale on safco.com. It's a dental supply company, S A F C O. Um they sell I think it works out to be 10 or 15 dollars per test and it's uh, I think you buy 25 pack at a time. Hmm, I didn't, awesome. I, I, I didn't buy any from them yet, but I mean, I, I've tested a couple of staff. I've tested myself, like I said, myself weekly. Uh, and I've had one or two patients ask if I could test them just because they were curious if they have had it. Um, so it's just something, uh, it's not something I'm doing to everybody or a, a point of contact testing or anything to come into the office, but uh, it gives me a little bit more peace of mind, but so I used to live in Hawaii and Hawaii's restrictions, they, they were shut down for most of this time from March until middle of October. If you wanted to travel to Hawaii, you would have to go into a mandatory two week quarantine, sit in a hotel room for 14 days, and then you're free to do whatever on the island. Still had to wear your mask. They changed the rules October 15th, where if you get a test from one of their trusted partners, which was CVS and a list of other testing centers, uh, within 72 hours of the flight that took you to Hawaii, you could test out of that quarantine. And basically, you show up at the airport, you you prove that you had a negative COVID test, and you, you could avoid the two-week quarantine. They have now this week gone back into quarantine, they were having, uh, I think it was one every out of every thousand people, even though they had a negative test. Once they got to Hawaii, they were showing symptoms, they became positive. So within that 72 hour period, they were exposed somewhere or they weren't showing signs of the virus for a test to pick up. They were bringing it to the islands. Hawaii has gone back to that two, two week mandatory quarantine if you fly there now. So the idea of testing on a monthly basis, a weekly basis, it's pretty much, in my opinion, garbage because Mm -hmm. the second you take that test, if you're exposed to somebody right after that, you're you're assuming that you're negative, but at that point you've been exposed and you're, you know, spreading that or potentially spreading that after. So it's it's almost where you have to be constantly testing yourself, whether it's a daily or, you know, depending on the people you're around, 
the, the negative test, in my opinion, is worthless. It, it is. And then another twist to it is the, the incubation time. Um, right. Because uh, you can you can be exposed on Monday and then Friday test negative, but then on the next Tuesday develop symptoms and then test positive. Right. Right. Yeah, so, so I mean, so like, the antibody. I agree with you. It's almost like you have to do it every day. So the antibody testing is probably like the most ideal way to kind of make sure that you don't have. That some... just shows well, that you've had it in the past. Oh, yeah, true. It doesn't show yeah. your. Yeah, it doesn't show you have it now. And when 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 do you actually <laughs> develop antibodies? Does anybody know? Well, I would assume. <clears throat> I'm not sure. I, yeah. I would say I would assume. This, again, this is a, like within it, like ten days, I would think. Okay. It tests for two antibodies, IgM and IgG. Mm-hmm. I, uh, w- one of them is showing a previous infection, and one of them is showing an active, ongoing infection. Mm-hmm. I get the I get the two mixed up. Um, I haven't had a positive test on either of them, so I haven't really delved deeper to refresh my memory on immunology. But man, I was like, yeah, we all we all, we uh, we got <laughs> tested on that. <laughs> yeah. cool. we, we took it for got it, right, Gary? That's what we were IG- saying. And then or IGA and IgE, and then it goes to, I think IgG is after. I don't even that's, remember. That's, that's a long IgM. term um, antibody. Yeah, yeah. But um, question, and and that's a broad antibiotic too. Um, so Kyle, you're talking about is it the eco test? Yeah. Are you looking on that website right yeah, now? Yeah, the safecodental.com. Yeah, yeah. So so with that, how does it work? Like, do you just prick yourself, or how do you do that? Yeah, it's a, the testing. It's a little. A little finger prick. Uh, you put a drop of blood. It's like a little pregnancy test. You put a little drop of blood in it. Add a little. Add two drops of the buffer solution they send with it. Uh, after ten minutes, you you look to see if there's a a line next to either of the uh, antibodies that it's testing for. Mm. Okay. Well, I think I think this ah, is okay. I think that's cool. I really think that a lot of people, uh, and I'm personally going to buy buy this kit. It's uh for about two hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety five cents. It's a box of twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah. it's really cool. I really I I like this. Um, you know, one avenue, and I think getting other testing is also very important. But this is really good, Kyle. I mean, I'm glad that you brought this up. Yeah, that was very informative. Yeah, I, I like this. I like this, and I so, think a lot of dentists should get this test, especially if you now, can, if it's that easy to do. Now, as as healthcare workers, and with a vaccine coming out, we're prioritized to get the vaccine. Are mm-hmm. you guys going to get the vaccine? No. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually. You know what? I'm on board with uh with, with, with Dr. Dennis. I'll be honest with you, and and I'm not saying that people should not get the um vaccine. I'm not saying that personally for myself, right? Um, I'm saying this for myself. It was very fast. Mm-hmm. When you read and you see that it takes 10 years normally to come up with a vaccine, and we did it in nine months, it concerns me. It really does. It concerns me because, you know, I'm one of the two breadwinners in this family, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, African-American. Uh, I'm predispositioned to uh, high blood pressure because my dad actually passed away from a heart attack because he had high blood pressure. And I I'm work my butt off to try to keep mine low workout and all this other stuff. So again, one of those things where I'm like, let me take all the precautions. I'm going to see what happens with this vaccine. I'm not going to be the first round. I, 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 I can't. I just I, I just don't trust it. And it's sad to say that. I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. It's sad to say that. Uh, but I'm looking at how long it normally takes. And I'm like, man, this was just who they talk about warp speed. This was warp speed. And I just don't feel no. comfortable. Well, for me, it's not it's not necessarily um, how fast they made it. OK, um, that that doesn't concern me. What concerns me is that there's no 
data on the side effects. Well, no, there so, is, there is, Gary. I mean, I mean b- based there, on the, the the research that they've done, they said that there are side effects. That so they've mentioned that, so that's correct. Not true. I need longer term. Okay, well, longer than nine I, months. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. There you yeah. go. I need like, like at least I need to be taken by a bunch of people, and then like in six months, let me see what so you the data is months. on the side effects. Um, but then also the same thing, like you take you take the the vaccine, you still have to wear a mask. So okay. it's like, like what are what is it really doing? Okay, Kyle. You know? I, I I agree. I at this point I well I, I'm not planning on taking the vaccine. I mean I got my flu vaccine. Yep, I'm not anti-vaccine too. at all. Yeah, me too. I got um, my flu no, vaccine. I, my flu mm-hmm. I I look at it as you either take the vaccine to protect yourself or you take the vaccine to protect the people that are around you. Uh, I know how to wear a mask properly. Uh, so <laughs> if I get infected, then I if the mask is doing what it's supposed to, then I shouldn't have to worry about infecting other people. Okay. If if I get infected because I don't take the vaccine, again, I'm not worried about myself getting being in a hospital or anything because the chances I'm under 50, I don't have any of the predisposition, uh, right. you know, the conditions. Right. I I have a 99.7% chance that I'm going to survive the thing. So the the risk for a brand new vaccine that doesn't have the long-term data to support it is just not worth it in my opinion as of just yet okay let me ask no. you guys this then okay. oh gary were you going to talk about traveling uh no i was going to talk about the flu vaccine okay. did you know that the the efficacy of the flu vaccine the average is 42 <laughs> percent yes yeah and that's 42%. what i two percent okay I'm so like, that's, that's a, you, horrible but you brought up yeah. something you brought up a good thing right Vax, viruses they 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 change they, right. they 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 adapt right and you're telling me that one this vaccine that you created is 95 percent it has a 95 percent efficacy right so that's to whatever you used to get that 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 to that virus mm-hmm. to that virus but yep. you haven't said anything about uh, change in the virus. You haven't said anything about the different types of viruses that may be in different continents. Because they mm-hmm. actually showed a yeah. map that said, okay, well, this continent is getting this type of virus more than this continent is. You know? Right. And so they said that the Houston one uh, had mutated from the one right. that was in New York. So again, you're saying 95% efficacy to what? The, vi- right. mm-hmm. the, the flu vaccine, we know it's 42, like Gary said. Uh, percent efficacy to that strain from last year <laughs> not even what's <laughs> happening now so that's why some people can still get the virus uh, the vaccine and get the flu still because they got a different type of vaccine uh, virus you see and that's the part that i'm just like okay so we're excited about 95 percent, but viruses mutate and that and that was uh that was pfizer correct no, both of them actually. Moderna both, was both 90, yeah, Moderna was ninety five. Yeah. Pfizer well, was nine uh, was seventy something, and then they came up to ninety four point five after the second round. But Pfizer, Pfizer is is German, right? Okay, uh, right? well, they so worked with a German company. They worked that's with a German Germany company. coronavirus, but everybody knows the American coronavirus might be stronger different. because Americans are dumber. Okay, okay. Well, we're not going to say that. Okay. <laughs> Let's just pretend that he didn't just say that. They don't part. even know where Germany is on the map. Okay. What's, the, what's the capital of Germany? Listen. Is 
Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. <laughs> Listen, Gary, Gary, we're not going to do this. We're not insult Americans or our listeners because 90% of our listeners are American. All right? <laughs> we're not going to do that. Uh, there, there are stats that say that 60% of Americans don't even have passports. So which brings me back oh. to my next subject, which is what if they say you have to have a vaccine in order to get on board airplanes? Like you have to oh, prove will. that you got vaccinated in order to do that. Kyle, you they like will. to travel. Gary, you like to travel. What do you guys think? I think they're, I think they're, they're, they're going to do that. Okay, I'm so sure then that means that, that you're limited. They're going to force it. I'm tell, you know how I said Germany? They're, it's going to be like Nazi Germany. They're going to have, because they have those cards. They're going to be like, oh, everything's good. Show me your papers. Show me your papers. Oh, you want to come back to school? Show me your papers. I, I'm telling you, they're going to force this on people. Okay. Do you want to come Kyle? back? Like, you're, you're, a col- you're a college student. They're going to be like, oh, you can't come back to the university until you show me your papers. Right. You have, well, you have a child. They already do that with, what, meningitis? Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You have a child unless, that goes to public school. Unless be you like, have your a child religious. come to school right. until your parents show us the papers. Unless you have a religious uh, exemption or something like that, right? With meningitis and uh, MMR. MMR yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I know yeah. some of the, um, something was happening in, um, what is it? What the area was that? Um, Minneapolis or something like that. There was like a member. There was that outbreak like two years ago. Yeah, yeah. For like uh, anyway, but um, okay. So you guys are saying that they're gonna force this on us. So we're gonna. Do, so you're gonna you're gonna have to get it sooner or later. Then, right? Yes. And what if what if you have a kid and they're like, hey, in order to come back to school, they have to get vaccinated. Right. Now you're doing basically what they did with polio, right? Remember polio? The kids mm-hmm. literally stood in line. If you ever watched or read anything about it, they stood in line and they all had to get shots. Yep. And this was government gonna, like mandated. They're gonna and do I the think, same thing. And I, I, I think we're all okay with national vaccines, world vaccines, eradicating disease. That that. Yes. But that, the, when you said yes. sooner or later you're going to have to get it, the later part is where you're going to have more long term data than six right. months right. for exactly. uh, you know what are the side effects of, of this. Um, I. My, so it came out that they were testing blood from blood donations and mm-hmm. antibodies were showing up in people's blood from back in December. So a year ago, right. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't have shutdowns until the middle of March. Mm-hmm. And if the virus is as contagious as they say it is, and it was in our country in December before they, anybody even knew about it in December in China, mm-hmm. uh, I, I just have my, uh, a hard time wrapping my head around a virus that was that infectious. The, yeah, that viral. Not, oh, yeah. Not really knowing what was going on or seeing a big problem with it before you know, March, whenever we were forced to shut down. Mm. But they were in the hospitals. They just didn't know what it was. They thought it was right. the flu, but some they weird didn't, flu or something. But Kyle was saying that they didn't have that response until March, where they were like, okay, everybody's going down, everybody's shutting down. Right? right. So they right. might have known about it, but they just didn't put a name to it. And they were like, there's a problem. And there was a guy, I remember that the Chinese uh, doctor that tried to do mm-hmm. that whistleblowing and all that stuff. Um, and people were just kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so Kyle brings up a good point. If you do, you know, is ignorance bliss, right? If you don't know something's happening and you don't put, can't put a name to it, do you just kind of say, I'm just going to live my day like I've always done and just ignore this, that something's so, happening? So this, this brings me back to my original question about the case numbers going up. There's record numbers of positive tests. 
that doesn't concern me because I don't care how many people are testing positive. There, There's testing centers everywhere now. You can get tested. Numbers are obviously going to go up. Mm-hmm. The thing that concerns me is how many people out of all these positive tests are going or needing to be admitted to a hospital? How many are needing to get hooked up to respirators? Mm-hmm. How many are uh, having the severe complications, life-threatening, or that, that they're ultimately dying from the virus mm-hmm. versus are they already super sick on the verge of death anyway, where if it was some other disease, if they if something else hit them other than Corona, it would have killed them too. Those are the things that concern me. If there's a million people that test positive this thing and you know 20 of them have to go to the hospital, is a million positive tests that really that big a deal? Right. Well, so the death rate is going up yet. <clears throat> and I think that's the most concerning part, if you really think about it, right? The death rate went up in March, April, and then started coming down. And correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but now it's going back up again. And I think that's the part that is more concerning, is the fact that the death rate's going up. If the death rate stayed consistent, then you're right, Kyle. You have a good argument. But the fact that the death rate is going back up again, and we know how to handle it more with steroids and so forth. So then what's the issue? Because people aren't getting as vent, they're not getting ventilated as as readily as uh, they used to back in March and April. Well, the, the, yeah, the death rate's over 3,000 people a day. Right. So I'm saying the rate, the death rate is going up. But it's also, but it, but it's, 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 it's a, it's the ratio because now there's, there's more people being hospitalized. There's more people with who are testing positive. So like before, granted the, the testing, there might've been less testing, but if you had, Symptoms. uh, you know, 10,000 people testing positive a day, but now you have a hundred thousand people testing positive a day. And before there were only 2000 being hospitalized, but now there's 50,000 being hospitalized a day. So then automatically that death rate is going to go up. Because the ratio is so much greater. Yeah. So what do you what do you say and summarize what you just said? Like I'm trying to understand. For me, I think I thought that the rate of death was actually what you want to look to see if this is getting worse or not. Not hospitalization. Not not uh, people testing positive. I would be more <clears> concerned <throat> with who's dying. And and at what if the death rate in like March and April was like I don't know two percent, and now it's at four percent. I think that that's more concerning, right? What I'm saying is that because there are more people who are testing positive, okay. that means that there's going to be more hospitalizations. There's going to be more death. I see what you're saying. Okay. And my next question with people dying from coronavirus is who is making the decision that says this person died from coronavirus? This person, uh, I mean, we were at the VA hospital. There were, you know, 500 pound patients coming in with blood sugars of six, 700 on a daily basis and poorly controlled diabetic mm-hmm. diabetics, mm-hmm. poorly controlled hypertension. Mm-hmm. And if that person gets coronavirus and they die, did they die from coronavirus or did they die from, you're just an unhealthy person who did never took care of your diabetes, never took care of your hypertension. Who's to say you're dead because of coronavirus or you're dead because of hypertension or you're dead because of diabetes or other health issues. So I I look at that death rate as 
with, with some questions also, because I don't know at what point you decide you died from Corona or you died from one of your other lists of health problems that you're taking 20 different medications for. Right. Well, the, the Corona yeah. would be a contributing factor. Right. 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 So, so like if, cause chances are, if you didn't have coronavirus, then, you know, if you were 600 pounds yesterday and you weren't in the hospital, then you probably wouldn't be in the hospital today. But since you have the coronavirus, it sped up the, yeah, the hospitalization. So, I mean, well, we know the Corona basically from what I know anyway, it, it's a multi uh, organ attack. It basically attacks your uh, immune system and, and it's it causes, it's called, no, it was cardio. It's, it, you know, people talk about neuro issues. Uh, people talk about, uh, uh, um, it, it, you know, it causes uh, strokes and it causes uh, uh, blood clots and so forth, right? So there's, it's like a whole systemic um, inflammatory response, mm-hmm. right? right? And so, like you said, Kyle, if there's one part of your body that's just not healthy, your heart, your liver, your kidney, it's going to attack that and it's going to uh, basically speed up the, the degeneration of that. You mm-hmm. see? So I honestly think, one, I think what's happening is fatigue. People are tired of <laughs> being cautious. The people yeah. that used to be very overly cautious, the older, the unhealthy and stuff now just don't really seem to care that much. So I think that's what's bringing up the numbers of people being hospitalized because they're like, you know what? I'm tired of this. If I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. That's the mentality that I'm, I'm kind of seeing now. You know, the, the fatigue is definitely real. And I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people not taking the same precaution. You know, I remember the beginning, like I remember I used to go grocery shopping. I would like wipe down all the fruits and basket you know and like all the food the canned food and everything now i don't do that right so you again, don't do that no i don't do that anymore <laughs> oh my god i don't i'll be the first oh one to let god. you know i don't do you, do you know like how many people just without <laughs> no no i'm serious i don't i don't i don't do that that stuff right like but, how many but Gary, you also have to understand this is what they've shown that uh the, the the virus is is not going to be transmitted that way it's mostly airborne and you know that now right. well i'm not talking we know about that now from coronavirus, I'm talking about from flu. No, 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 no. What I'm talking, from, uh, listen, I'm not talking about what I used to do, which was put all my food in the garage and wipe everything down. Yes, I still wash my fruits and stuff like that is what I'm talking about. But I used to be like overly cautious. Like I would wipe down everything. I, I still do. Like, really? Have you, have you, have you like taken a box? Like let's say you had a box of cereal, right? Yes. And wiped the box of cereal and seen how much dirt comes off of that box. Okay. Yeah. Normally, people would just put that in your cabinet. Yeah. That's disgusting. I, no, man. You, you have an immune system oh, for a reason. I know it's going to be. You have an <laughs> so, immune system. So, We're not all so delicate Gary. flowers. I, I think the biggest <laughs> lesson that our whole population, when it comes to prevention and precautions, yeah. is, isn't you need to wear a mask mm-hmm. to, as a precaution. It's we need to take care of ourselves better. We need to yes. eat healthier. We need yes. to exercise more. Yes. We need that to strengthen our own natural defenses against these I things. Agree. And we're we're stronger in the long run because of it. I agree. I agree. I, I, I will tell you, you that I still don't play around with uh, uh, aerosols. <laughs> you know what I mean? I still wear my mask. I still, you know what I mean? I still wash my no, hands No, I mean, that, there's there's a lot of nasty bugs out there. Yeah. Bubonic plague and all this stuff. That it doesn't plague. matter how healthy you are. <laughs> it's going to take you out. But... I mean, something but why not that wipe has it a... off the box? <laughs> I just don't understand why why you did. Okay, so the part for me, Gary, and and I'm you know I'm being serious about this. Before Corona, you didn't do that. Now you're doing it. So that means that from now on, you're gonna do that 
from now on, period. Yes, because I okay. realized, oh, I should have always been doing this. I see. Okay. Okay. I can't I can't but, speak on that. Because again, for me, I'm just like that's that's a bit much because now I'm just focusing on what science is saying. That you the chances of you getting corona from surfaces are very, very slim. Well, and that's what but I'm, I'm not talking you, about I'm not talking about corona. I'm not talking about Oh, corona. okay. I'm, I'm talking about you wanna be about, bubble you wanna be talking, bubble boy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to be bubble boy. I'm just okay. talking about like I'm the talking about cold, I'm talking about corona. Flu. I'm talking like, about corona. Ever, you ever like ate something or drank something and then you're like, mm, I feel a little tickle in the back of my throat. Yeah. Right. Right. That's, that, that well, was, well, Gary, you can do. That's my immune system getting stronger. <laughs> Gary, that's, but that's don't it forget. Getting, that's it's getting challenged. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. Awesome. I'm exercising my immune system. <laughs> I mean, Gary, don't forget too. Have you ever like um, had the AC on or whatever? And, and, and if it's a dry air, the next morning you're like coughing or whatever because you have that little tickle. That happens too with just dry air in general. Well, that's because you don't change your your AC filter. No, I do actually. No, that I that see that's something that I we remember we had that discussion. I, I changed that. You change it now. Oh, I changed it a lot. You, you, have, I mean? see, you don't you don't have that tickle anymore. No, we still if we dry air, you can still have the tickle. And I'm, I'm I actually don't even want to. I feel very uncomfortable talking to a man about a tickle. So <laughs> so we're gonna stop this conversation. About well, no, I have a, I have the uh, the 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 air um, purifier thing. Yep. So do I. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The zaps the you know that you, you probably have in your office. Con. So again, you know it might be it might, yeah. okay, Gary. It, that might be yeah. something that just makes you feel better, but it may not be working. It may not be killing the coronavirus, but it makes you feel better, right? But again, it, it comes but to it's ignorance. Taking every, it might again, it might not be taking coronavirus right. out, yes. but it's taking all the other stuff out of here. Okay, yeah. So it's, it's cleaning it a little bit more, right? But what I'm saying yeah. is, I think you've just now given yourself a false sense of security. Yeah. You're, you, how, how old are you, Gary? 42. Okay, so you made it 42 years <laughs> surviving. You right. look like you're a healthy guy. Yes. I mean, you're, you're running all the time. That's so right. you've made it 42 years without doing any of this extra stuff. And then a virus that comes along that you have a 90, over a 99% chance of surviving has made you change every I'm, like. I'm older now. Okay. I mean, I'm in, I'm in the older age bracket. You, you, so, so I think this is this is what. Remember, Kyle, how we had that um uh, the intervention slash therapy session with me. This is Kyle, this is Gary's turn because I'm starting to see that he he is he has it's mentally it's there now. You know, he's he he has he's very uncomfortable with with the world right now. Let's talk about this. Oh Kyle. yeah, I'm I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care yeah. about the 42 years he cares about beings. now <laughs> and he's gonna change his life if we see gary in that like a you know those blow up bubbles that like look like dinosaurs and stuff if i see gary yeah, walking yeah. around in that <laughs> i know i know someone needs to talk to him <laughs> i'm gonna get one and, it, and it's gonna have a sign on it that says stay six feet back <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! All right. Well, is there is there anything else you guys want to talk about? It's about forty what? minutes into this podcast. Oh yeah, um, Kyle, I'm going to say you were right about um, the uh, the amount of patients that are coming in to the offices. Remember we we talked about um, you're seeing a decrease now. Yeah, well, the revenue, and I was like, oh, my yeah. revenue has been going up. Right. You're right, man. The last yeah. two weeks. Uh, it's been all half days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. On Friday, I had eight patients cancel or no show. Yeah. 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 I had eight. I had about four or five. Yep. 
Yeah, I was mm-hmm. like, this is uh, insane, and it is exactly what Kyle said. Yeah. Well, but it's, this is so uh, weird, though. What about their insurance? Because by you know December, that's when everybody wants to use their insurance. That's what I thought too. Right. I was like, hey, this is this must should be good, um, because people, yeah, they want to maximize their insurance benefits before the end of the year. Uh, maybe in the next two weeks, it, it it picks up like that. But as of right now, that is not so, what's going on. I, I'm at the end as a general dentist. I'm at the end of my. Uh, period where my hygiene department was slow. So mm. this coming week is my last week of uh, a 50% schedule in hygiene. So next week, everything is booked solid because that's when we started seeing patients ago six months, uh, six months ago, mm-hmm. fast forward to now that those mm-hmm. spots are, are full. Mm-hmm. So I, I just saw, uh, I just assume specialists were going to lag a little bit more behind general dentistry mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Uh, now now that I'm seeing more patients and uh, I'm assuming this is the same across the whole country as long as people aren't canceling just because of coronavirus um, there there hasn't been any more forced closures of dental offices so mm-hmm. those schedules should start to to pick back up the only caveat is if people don't feel safe going to a dental office, which I think is a terrible idea. If you decide to hold off on your medical, you're on your dental, right. uh, you need to keep yourself healthy to be able to fight whatever, you know, bug is going to be introduced to your system. Um, we all saw it before that, you know, a cavity turned into a root canal or root canal turned into an extraction because things weren't taken care of. Right. And uh, I'm, I'm just hoping that that doesn't happen again. Well, mm-hmm. he, I actually have a prediction, and then again, we'll see if I'm right about this. But I honestly think what's going to happen is, you know, people are going to go through, like you said, maybe in the last week, people are going to want to come in for a clean and stuff before the holidays because people are going to want to still get together for Christmas. I, I, I truly believe this is going to happen. And then what's going to happen is come January, they're going to realize they spent too much money, uh, Cyber Monday and all this other stuff. So they won't want to do much dental work in January. February, again, I think is when we're going to start picking up again. So I honestly think January is going to be a wash because people are going to want to real, they're going to, they're going to say, Oh my God, I have taxes coming up. I have this, I have to save up for this, this and this. And they're going to realize they spent too much in uh, in the holidays. Unless there's another government stimulus. uh, Okay. That's $1,200. That's, that's all that's going to do is just basically make them do what uh, millennials, um, that graduated yeah, in 2008, no, it, it 2009. Was, it was more than 1200 It was You got a $1,200 check, but you got $600 on top of regular unemployment, too. So Oh, you're saying the unemployment people. Yeah. yeah. Okay, there, I'm there sorry. There were people okay. making more on unemployment. Than, okay. Uh, and uh, with a lot of people not working, their unemployment benefits have run out. Right. If, if they decide to re-up um, on those unemployment benefits, then people are probably going to end up having a lot more money again and but they might not have dental insurance at that point, which might be right. away. So it, there, there's a lot of moving parts. And then also it. don't forget, there's the whole mentality of, man, they took this away from me once. What's stopping them from doing it again? So I might need to save. Right. Do you think that people are going to have that mentality? No, because, <laughs> I mean, no, think about it. Think about it. No, if you, please. If you, if you really need that stimulus check, then mm-hmm. you haven't saved before. So why right. would you save now? Yeah. So, so that money, you think that they're just going to spend it on dental? No, I think they're going to spend it on food. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. So dental is still going to be lacking 
And I honestly think it's going to be hurting until maybe February, March. I I, I have here's a this is my prediction. In February, Please. they're going to there's going to be a four to six week lockdown. They're going to shut everything down in February. Yes. Okay. Essential That's my services prediction. and everything. I like I don't know the, the how they're see to me see, it doesn't I, make sense because yeah, you have to they shut can't. everything down. No, they can't do, do that for dental because the reason why they shut dental down was because they wanted to reroute the PPEs. Correct. So we have tons of PPE now. And yes. dentists are hopefully smarter now to have hoarded PPEs. So there should be right. no reason for dental or any of those people things to be shut down. Shut down. Yeah. And then I think people are they're gonna say if you need to go to a dental appointment, medical, whatever, you can go. But what you're not going to do is you're not going to go to a concert. Correct. But right? they might be like emergency treatment only. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That part I can I can see. Yep. Kyle? I hope it doesn't get to that point. Well, of course. Uh, <laughs> like, because of course. <laughs> yes, we all hope that, Gary. We all hope that, Kyle. <laughs> I, I don't like the idea of any government-mandated shutdowns. I, right. you, you see these businesses that are, you know, mm-hmm. who considers what's essential and non-essential is yeah, it's much like a dental emergency. What is considered an emergency is to that patient. If they right. lose their crown on their front tooth, that's an emergency to you know the the twenty eight year old female news anchor that is on TV every day. That's right. an emergency, but it doesn't meet a true definition of emergency. I agree. Essential. If you're an essential worker, like healthcare, yes, that's essential. We're keeping other people alive. Grocery but, workers are essential. Grocery workers are essential. Heck, the even, liquor store was essential. Oh yes, the liquor store in Texas was essential. <laughs> but if you're if you work at a restaurant and you're a server, mm-hmm. you're not considered essential. But you are essential because you're responsible for keeping your family a paycheck to be able to buy food and keep your family alive. So, in my mind, every job that puts money on the table or puts money in the bank account, food on the table to take care of yourself, take care of other people. Everything is essential, depending on how you look at it. Okay, well, Kyle, what if they do the same thing they did the last time, which is stay at home, we'll subsidize your income. Um, and like you said, some people were making more on the uh, unemployment. What if they do that again? Then is there a problem? But don't, they, don't I, shut down, they don't shut down your dental office. I think that runs into, gets the, the country involved in you know problems with hyperinflation devalue the American dollar and... Uh, if we're just handing out money, then the prices of everything are going to skyrocket where people can't afford it anyway. Right. But again, I ask you, would it bother you as a dental owner because your dental office is open? People now have time to come to your their appointments. Um, it would bother me because I, I just don't like the government getting involved with those kind of life decisions. Okay. I, I want people to be responsible for themselves and make their own decisions. If, if they want to come see me as a dentist... I'll be there. I want to be able to be there to to take care of them. I want to be able to get them out of pain and fix their problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but that's everybody's individual choice to make. And and I that's again what I hope comes out of this whole pandemic is have a little bit more personal responsibility for yourself, for your health, for what you're doing uh, financially, medically, uh, to take care of yourself in a better way. Well, I don't think I answered your question at all. I just no, you didn't. But it's okay. (laughs) You did. You You absolutely did. But you know what? But you know what, Kyle? Though, uh, when two thousand eight, two thousand nine hit, a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people lost their homes. And you would have thought that that would have actually gotten people to think, "Hey, let me save for emergencies." Two thousand twenty hit. 
and people were back to exactly the same. Like panic yeah. everywhere. People had not saved a single dime. A lot of people didn't save. So what is what is it really going to take for people to take responsibility for their family and their health and 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 their 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 finances? Let's be well, honest. You had two t- chances here in in less than twelve years. We'll say two chances, <laughs> and both chances meant nothing to you. So well, what is it going to okay, take? So- the, the the problem with that is that with what Gary be specific um the the ability of for people to save is that the vast majority of Americans um are living on credit or yeah. are living somewhat outside of their means exactly that's all something that they can control um, you can't yes just no. you can't okay so go ahead so, please. um so let's look at uh the cost of rent right. Mm-hmm. Now, the the vast majority, like if you if you get paid minimum wage, right, you can't afford right. to live in an apartment by yourself. Right, you have to have a roommate. Right, so you have enough money to pay the rent. Right, right. So, do you have a, do no you have worry. an iPhone? The reason why I'm, I'm not trying, but I'm not trying to be sarcastic. But what I'm getting at is, you can make certain decisions to help you out. Like you said, you can live with a roommate. That will call, cut your cost down. You have an iPhone. iPhones are now $800, $1,000, $1,200, right? But people, That's most something people that don't, you don't buy the phone. They, they're renting the phone. Again, you don't need it's to do a, that. You could go a, buy... A monthly payment, right? Yeah, you can go mm-hmm. buy a refurbished. You can buy a cheaper phone and, and still be able to communicate with people. You just won't and be able to take that monthly cost. Yeah, and that's what I'm getting yeah. at, Gary. I just think that people have opportunities no matter what. And you're absolutely correct, Gary. I can't speak for somebody that makes minimum wage. The last time I made minimum wage was in high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I get it. You know what I mean? And I, and I trust me, I believe that the minimum wage should be increased. I really believe that. And I don't think anybody should ever have that discussion like it shouldn't. Because you can't live off of minimum wage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What is it, seven twenty five? I don't. I don't even know. Right, you know. Well, Seattle's fifteen, but like seven twenty-five mostly in you know every place. And and I I don't think that that's. I just think that people need to be financially more intelligent than some of the decisions that they're making. And that right. even goes with dentists, by the way. I'm not even trying to. <laughs> I think oh, that a lot of dentists are. It. Yeah, a lot of dentists are absolutely stupid. And I say this, you know, I mean, because they make really good money, but they spend way more than they actually make. And then they're surprised right. when they can't afford, you know, uh, their their when something happens and they can't afford their the next, you know, I don't know, mortgage or whatever, or taxes, or taxes. You see what I mean? Like COVID should have hit, right? And dentists should have been like, well, I already have enough saved. Cool. Let's just sit back and let's just take care. Let's make sure that we take care of uh, my workers and so forth and so forth. But instead, what happened was everybody went into panic mode because they realized that they were pretty much living past their mean. And they realized, oh, man, if I don't go to work tomorrow, I have nothing. You are 100% correct. And that's the problem. That's the problem with dentists. I was talking to um, uh, one of our colleagues uh, at um, who's a pediatric dentist, mm-hmm. right? And he had a friend who was also a pediatric dentist that's fifty-two years old. And uh, when COVID hit, he had told me that his friend said that he cannot afford to not work for two months, and that like blew my mind. 
Because I'm like, how can you be a dentist, a specialist, mm-hmm. for, I don't know, 20 years, mm-hmm. 52, and not be able to not work for two months? Yeah. Because they, I mean, they live for the now. not saved. Yeah, you live for the now. I mean, but, Kyle, yeah. I mean, trust me when I say this, Kyle, if you have a business... You're most of the time you're not even thinking about yourself. You're thinking about your uh, assistants for an office. You know what I mean, hygienists and so forth. Hey, if if you go on vacation for a week, you're thinking about how am I going to make sure that they make a living, right? right? Yep. I get that part, but that's the business part. I'm talking about personally, right? That's what I'm talking about personally, yeah, no, not business. It, it comes back to personal responsibility for yourself, your finances, <clears throat> your health, your everything. Don't live outside your means. Pay attention to this stuff. I, I, I think as a whole, our country has gotten better and better in a, a higher quality of life over the past 50 to 100 years where, you know, we all have phones. We all have the vast majority of us have a place that we can live that that's comfortable. I mean, you talk to people that, uh, you know, my 90 year old patients that survived through the Great Depression that are living in houses with dirt floors in them. And, uh, you know, all they have to eat are some potatoes. It's our, our quality of life has gotten a lot better as a whole, as a country. And I think sometimes we people, especially dentists, will think I work hard. I deserve this nicer quality of life when maybe you should take a look and think about instead of, you know, buying uh, you know, the, the brand new iPhone or buying you know, a fancy car, look at something that's used or refurbished or, or, or something along those lines and save that money for an emergency fund where we can't work for two months. Uh, and I try to tell that to my staff also, looking forward, where we might run into some rocky times, start saving some money, maybe don't go crazy this year for Christmas on buying gifts for everybody that your kids aren't going to remember in you know, two months they're not going to want to play with these toys or or, or other things. But uh, I I think it just comes down to personal responsibility on you know what is important to you, what do you want to spend your money on, how do you want your life to look, and really evaluate that and try to get to that spot. You know, I had a I had a twenty some year old uh, assistant who I uh, what is it last year bought an Audi SUV. Mm. And I, I was like, well, it's a nice car, you know. And I was, I was like, man, can you afford that? You know what I mean? And, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Da, da. And I said, okay, you know. And mind you, I'm like driving a Nissan, so yeah. I'm looking at like, <laughs> man, there's a there's a big dynamic difference here, you know. Yeah. But he's not he's not um, he's not by himself because I've seen other you know when you look in a parking lot of a dental office, I see a lot of um, assistants, hygienists, and stuff with really nice cars and I'm trying to figure out how they're doing it. You know, maybe right. I'm doing yeah. something wrong. Maybe Gary needs to have an intervention with me. Talk about <laughs> I'm doing something wrong. You know, well, I, I just don't well, get, I don't get it. I really don't. Well, the thing is like, you don't, one is you never know how much money someone has. Like respect. Just because they have that job doesn't mean they don't have a million dollars in the bank. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the 20 year thing. old. I, I, maybe, okay. I don't know, maybe hit the lottery. Like, who knows? I, I doubt know. that. <laughs> but okay. But that, you're right. You're right. We'll, we'll assume but, that that's, that's a, yes, that's a non-argument. But, but the second thing is, uh, yes, you're correct. And a lot of people, um, 
spend money on there it's i feel like they're spending money for to show a status to other people of course mm-hmm. yeah so of like course. said it like you know i don't know how much that car costs but let's say it's it was financed. fifty thousand dollars yeah right could have put that fifty thousand dollars to a down payment on a on property right yeah right yeah. but the thing is you can't bring that property around town and show everybody unless yeah. it's a mobile home but uh, i mean we joke but i mean i i I do think that we we need to do better i really do i think that this pandemic should have taught us something by the end of this like we all can agree that it should have said it should have taught us something it taught I, me something. Right. I mean, People you know. are dumb. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, it made me appreciate the time with family. It really did. Like, once everything was slowed down, like, I, I realized that I needed to slow my life down. I really did. For those, those mm-hmm. two months sitting at home, like, you, you basically had no chance but to just sit there and reflect. And that that's mm-hmm. actually taught me to just kind of slow down. Because you just work, work, work. But we don't really appreciate what we're actually doing. And we don't appreciate, um, you know, what we've got. And I think that that's one thing it taught me, just to slow down. It's Enjoy it a little bit. You know what I mean? I we're so quick to want to go to that next level on, you know, income and status and stuff that we slow. We didn't, I didn't slow down. I'll speak for myself. No, no I, I agree. I, I agree with you. And then uh, it helped me realize that um, those... Um, work goals were mainly based off of mine were mainly based off of finance yes yes you're not but, the only one you're not the only one but but those financial goals weren't real they had <laughs> there were ones i created in my head that i don't really need yeah they're just what i want well that's that's what most people you know? that's how most people do their businesses too <laughs> unrealistic <laughs> financial goals uh, yeah. <laughs> assuming that we so, have infinite patience yeah so, but but it it helped me realize that, like, yeah, I mean, these these figures were all created in my own head. Right. Like, I don't, I don't need that, and I can still pay all my bills, right. buy anything I want. I don't necessarily need to hit this huge financial. Okay. Uh, let Let me yeah. end the podcast by asking you guys a question. Okay, you actually brought up a good point, Gary. Let's assume that you didn't have any student loans, no debt at all. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, we'll start with you, Kyle. What do you think is a good income to live very comfortably? You're talking about for our individual self. Individual self, no oh. one else. I mean, oh. That's why I'm asking these questions. No, th- this is a uh, a good financial planning question that everybody should ask themselves because when it comes to retirement, you need to figure out how much should I do I want to bring home, what kind of lifestyle do I want to have mm-hmm. uh, to live comfortably. Uh, off my retirement savings. So you ask yourself what it's going to look like in 50 years from now so you can set your retirement up, fund it now. So Hoping you no don't debt. have any debt. Yeah, no debt, nothing. I mean, I can get by on 50, 60,000 a year. Gary? Oh, no, uh, no debt, no debt. Mm-hmm. You know, you can keep all the toys you still have, Gary. So <laughs> based on that, all the toys <laughs> um, you have, you can still keep. I'd say probably closer to like 150. 
150. Okay. Yep. Okay. I, I, I'm actually closer to uh, Kyle. I'm, I'm looking le- probably less than 100. And the reason why I say that is because once you r- eliminate all the stuff you have to pay n- naturally, right? Your monthly, um, your monthly uh, um, expenses, expenses go, down. go yep. dramatically down. Yeah. Right. It goes dramatically down. And that's something that a lot of people and that's the argument that I use when I'm telling people to pay off your student loans as fast as possible. Because once you do that, you've eliminated a big chunk of your monthly expenses. Then you'll realize, oh, man, I really don't need that much to still do everything you want to do and still travel and so forth. So, yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's that, you know, I'll end it on there. But that was kind of something that once I, you know, thought about it, I was like, man, I really don't need that much at all. So then it allowed me to kind of say, okay, do I really want to work five days? And the answer was hell no. I'm never no. working five days a week again. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> refuse. I don't think a dentist can actually s- survive the long term working five days a week. Hey, I used to do. I'm, I used to do six. I'm working oh. five days a week now. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, Gary, you're gonna realize that you cannot survive well, in the long term. They've often have days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, five full days. <laughs> you cannot survive. I, I just I, that's just we could bring this up, and this would be a good transition for next time. But how many days do you really think dentists need to work in order to have that longevity? Remember, you're bending over a lot. Your your mm-hmm. your eyes. You know, uh, yep. it takes a lot of you know, hopefully a lot of thinking to do what you do. So again. Yep longevity how many days do we think that dentists actually should work in order to do the great work still not get burnt out and and last a long time i agree with you cool we'll last we'll, we'll, we'll end it here and then we'll bring we'll pick it up uh in the next podcast all right Sounds gentlemen good. cool all right man we'll talk later guys thank you for listening to tooth be told if you have any questions or comments please email us at real dentist with an s at gmail.com. That's real dentist, R-E-A-L, dentist with an S, at gmail.com. Remember, the opinions on this podcast are just that, our professional opinions. The final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional.